time for the most action-packed podcast in the pro wrestling world. It's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We bring you the latest and greatest in professional wrestling from the WWE and AEW to the excitement of the independent scene. You get it all here in one place. The Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rob T and K Bay Chris. What's up, everybody? It is time. It's time. It's Mega Powers time. Yeah. See what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Rob T, and of course, my beautiful, lovely co host. Say it with me now. Kayfabe Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. It's funny you do that, man, because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about releasing this on the, re- releasing the video of this podcast. So I think that should be the cover photo. Just me just squeezing. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. I have to say, it is very nice to be able to hear you. Yeah, yeah. Doing something a little different today. I'm, I'm using a, a headset mic. Well, what I mean is, like, I haven't been able to hear for the last few days. Oh, that's right. Your ears. So what happened, man? Well, let me tell you the story about how I got sucked. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Okay? Wait, I wanted to talk about your ears, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to. Oh, okay, okay. So apparently, because when I take a shower, I clean my ears every time. Right. With the Q-tips. And I guess over the years, I've been pushing more and more wax back. So they got all the way to the back to the point where it was just so muffled. I couldn't hear. Oh, my God. So I had gone on Monday to get them, like, flushed out. Right. They said it was so far back that they couldn't, so they sent me to an ENT specialist. Oh, And she basically took a little vacuum and sucked each ear. So I got sucked. Wow. How did it feel? It doesn't hurt. It feels weird a little bit, right? It felt weird, yeah. I I mean, dude, I could fucking hear colors. (laughs) That's how crazy it was. Amazing. So, what does red sound like? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god! No, funny because I went to work today and I put my headphones on because I usually watch like videos or music, right? And I had my volume all the way to 100. Yeah. I was like, I put on the sound. I had to lower it down to 30 because it was so damn loud. Wow. Like, I don't know how long that's been accumulating or what, but yeah. Dang, dude, you got me wanting to go see an ENT now. Yeah. Can you suck out my wax, please? <laughs> I wanted to save it to put a candle in the bedroom, but she wouldn't let me. <laughs> uh, now, be be honest. Did, did they actually let you see all the wax? No. No, but they're funny because, like, one, the, the doctor is doing it, and then she has an assistant who's got a napkin full of it. And they're just wow. like, oh, yeah, oh, that's beautiful. That's that's gorgeous. That's just – I'm like <laughs> – <laughs> Oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, that place trainers. I, 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 she did recommend, like, if I want to, I can go, like, at least once a year to go get them cleaned out. So I might start doing that. See, man, I, that's that's something that they don't tell you. That that's yeah. something you should do. You know what I mean? I, I need to look into that now because that's to me that I, I feel like I would hear a lot better if I did that. Yeah, there's actually a. She said I have to go back next week. There's a little piece of my left ear that's right by my eardrum that I can't get. Uh-huh. So she gave me drops to use for the week to kind of loosen it, and then right. next Tuesday I'm gonna go back again, and she's gonna suck the rest out. So nice, nice. So you got. So that's my story of getting sucked. You got more sucking in the future, apparently. I did. I, I know. Okay. I'm gonna get it once a year. <laughs> That's better than some of us. Hey-o. Speaking of sucks, speaking of right, <laughs> now to segue into sucking, let's yes. talk about Raw. 
Yeah, it's a great segue. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. That was really good. That was really First good. off, I want to talk about that opening segment with Titus O'Neil. Brand Ambassador, Global Brand Ambassador, Titus O'Neil. What the hell was that about? <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? It reminded what? me of back in the 90s when uh, Vince was going through the steroid issue stuff. Right. And he would put out small vignettes like hyping the WWF. And I feel like that's what Titus O'Neil was doing. You know what? You, I, I I think that's a very good. But here's but see, and and this is why I thought it was so weird, because quite honestly, this week at least, and and maybe the latter part of last week, you weren't hearing too much anymore about Vince. Yeah. Right. It was like more towards the beginning of the week because the stuff came out the week before that. Right. So there wasn't really anything else about Vince. Don't get me wrong. We still knew he was in trouble or whatever, but. It wasn't really any, anything anybody was talking about. You know what I mean? So for Titus to do that, I just really felt like it was very weird and very out of place. You know, I just – and since we're on the subject, Chris, let me ask you a question. They, they talked about the whole thing with Vince on Busted Open, uh, I think like last week or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to pose this question to you. Do you honestly think that wrestling fans – I'm talking about just wrestling fans. I'm not talking about the public in general. Mm-hmm. But do you really think that wrestling fans actually give a crap about what's going on with Vince right now? The adult fans, no. I mean, we've seen it. Like, those of us that have been fans for so long almost expect it. Right. It's just sad to say. Right. Whereas, like, the younger generation, younger fans probably don't even know what the hell's going on. Right. Right. And, and you're right about that because uh, – I think we had, this is one of the things that we had said when it first came out was that, and, and I know I said it to you, that I wasn't surprised. Yeah. You know, because rich men of power always seem to have a little side piece yeah. somewhere, unfortunately. You know, so I really wasn't surprised. And let's be honest, when Vince came out that first night after they had, had said the first one, uh, the first incident, dude, was he booed? No. No, he was, he was cheered. He was cheered. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I honestly don't I really think that wrestling fans don't really care. Now, speaking as a wrestling fan, I'll be honest and say I don't really care. Yeah. Not that I'm condoning what he did, because morally, no, it's not cool. Right. Um, especially being a married man. You know, I'm married and I know infidelity is wrong. So I have my own moral beliefs when it comes to that. But. If you take morality out of it, out of it, you had two consenting adults, yeah. right? And as long as Vince wasn't touching company money and it was just his money, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's really kind of how I feel about it. And I, and I think most wrestling fans, it's like you said, the, the adult ones, right? I think they feel the same way. I don't think they really care about, about this situation. What what gets me is interesting is the fact that with Vincent Mann, because he is technically the owner, if you want to say, even though he stepped down in his responsibilities, but he is technically still the owner owner right. of WWE. Right. Look back a few years ago with the wrestler of uh, the Velveteen Dream. He was oh, let go yeah. due to allegations on his part. Right. And he hasn't bounced back since. You haven't really heard anything from him since. No, you haven't. But Vince wasn't running NXT at the time. It doesn't matter. He was still under a technical wwe contract what i'm saying is that because of the the level of power which vince is in it's almost going to get brushed under the table yeah you know 
whereas someone like the Valentine Dream is more of a minion in a sense, a stepping stool, like an example of sorts. Right. For the situation. So Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you on that one for sure. So I honestly I don't know what the outcome's gonna be with this whole Vince thing, but that's just my opinion. I don't I don't think anybody cares. But let's get back to Titus. Um that's what I thought at the beginning, like okay, that was pointless. That's kinda how I felt. Like after it was all done, you know, Bill was uh watching it with me and we're just kinda like what was this? And it was so uh, dramatic, like the rings, yeah. the lights were down, shining the ring is like Yeah. Okay. It was it was just weird, man. It was really I mean, I don't want to say pointless because I, I, I get it. They they did have a point for it. Um and it's and, and, and what they said was good. It's good that, that WWE does that stuff and everything else. And maybe there are some people out there that don't realize that that's what they do. So kudos to them for saying it. It's just weird timing it would be different if there was like something they were planning on doing like there was a big event coming up or right. something like that but it, it there was nothing like that it was just out of the blue so yeah that was weird how did you feel about it weird yeah weird. yeah exactly exactly so, so yeah this is the problem what, this, what, what this this course that we're telling like something we don't we don't talk about it'd be like the crispin wall thing we don't talk about it there yet. you go so next segment was an in-ring segment with Becky Lynch. Yeah, and let me say this before we even get into into the segment. I want it to be made very, very clear that we have started out raw with people talking in the ring. A sharp contrast to AEW, who starts off their show with action in the ring. Just good action, main event action. Yeah, I just want to put that out there. Just you know, just saying. So, but anyway, yes, Becky Lynch came out. Um, not really sure what she was looking like, but. <laughs> no, okay. I want to say something. Okay. Go ahead. So there's Becky Lynch. Yes. See here? Yes, I see her. What does she remind you of? Um, a smaller dewdrop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you see it? I see it now. Oh my god, she's a mog. <laughs> oh, half the man, <laughs> half man, half dog. She's, she's her, her own best, best friend. friend. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Yeah, when I saw that picture, I was like, "Oh my god, it's John Candy." You know what would have you know what would have made it perfect, more perfect. Instead of coming out to her theme song, if she would have came out to raise your hand. <laughs> Carrying a bucket of biscuits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For those of y'all who oh. don't know what we're talking about, you need to go watch Spaceballs. That's all Yeah, I'm definitely. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, so she comes in, blah, 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 talking yeah. about the next match, which is supposed to be uh, Sasha. Or it's not Sasha. Shit. Fuck. Uh, Belair. <laughs> Belair versus Carmella. Sasha. The interesting thing about this, if you notice, go back a year, you know, SummerSlam 2021. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Bianca Belair defending her title against Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks right. was unable to wrestle. Right. So who did they bring in? Becky Lynch. No, Carmella. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was thinking about, okay, I guess. They you. brought in Carmella as a replacement, but then Becky Lynch comes out before the match starts, takes right. out Carmella. Right. And then she beats her in 26 seconds, which is interesting. Right. This whole lead up involves those three particular ladies. 
Well, who else do they got? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so long story short, match goes on. Belair gets the win. So now it's going to be Belair versus Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. Yeah, and during that match, I don't remember exactly what was said, but at one point, freaking Corey Graves, like for a split second there, I thought he really got pissed off because of yeah. the way he was yelling. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. Do you, do you think that was a shoot, or what do you think? I don't know what Corey Graves anymore. And the thing is, is, is if it was a shoot, um, he should have gotten reprimanded for it. Yeah. You know, because that's letting your personal feelings get into your job. Like, we get it. We know you're you're married to Carmella, but, I mean, chill. You know what I mean? And, and it's interesting that they're slowly tiptoeing that, that TV 14 when Carmella came out talking about how she's a good ass. Yes. And everything. Yes. You know, um, and even even Belair's uh, ring gear, she's wearing shorts now. I saw that. You know, I saw that. Them thick thighs were on display. Yes, they were. They were. <laughs> so, uh, interesting. I, mean, I did notice. Have you noticed the last couple of weeks that Belair has almost had like a hint of a heel turn? Yeah. You know, with yeah. her aggressiveness towards the end. That's um, true. That's true. And then we saw kind of like a replay of what happened between Charlotte and Becky Lynch when they handed over the title, where Becky kind of dropped it at her feet. Right. I noticed that too, man. I did. I noticed that. Yeah. It, it is very interesting. It is very interesting. They're recycling shit again. That's all it is. Well, yeah, true, true. But, I mean, you got to admit it would be interesting if they did do a heel turn with Bianca Belair. She's done it at NXT. Yeah. And she does it very well. You know, I just don't think it's time for that right now because, I mean – who do we have right now as, as baby faces? Everybody in the tag team match that was on at the end of the freaking Raw. Right, but they're not really up front, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know, man. Um, they're definitely going to have to shake things up soon. I think Bailey needs to come back soon, like really soon. Really soon. Yeah, for sure. And then that's the other thing. Is she going to come back to Raw or SmackDown, or are they going to have her go to both? I should fucking go to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so what do we All right, next? So we had a small segment in the back with the Street Profits and Omos and MVP, which led to a match being made for later between Dawkins and uh, Omos, which gets to that in a little bit. Uh, but then we have Kevin Owens come out. Yes. Kevin Owens with his guest on the, Owen, uh, the KO show, uh, Riddle. Yes, yes. And so, it was good to see Kevin Owens back. It was. See, uh, I love the fact that he tiptoes the line between what's supposed to be storyline versus, you know, he's like grabs his chunk line. He's like, "What am I? What do we do with this? Do we just throw it? Like, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> like yeah. that kind of that sort of stuff, you know?" Yeah. Uh, but we see him kind of try to get buddy buddy with Riddle, and of course, right. Riddle's not 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 buying it or whatever. Um, yeah, I love the yeah. reference he made when he said, "I see you all mellowed out and everything, and I want that too, and I know yeah. you you might have some." help doing that and so i just want to know what it is you do <laughs> like i just like how uh riddle wanted to he was expecting his mountain dew baja blast <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i was like oh, okay okay anyway so uh seven ends with uh him confronting owens and then of course uh seth rollins music hits as a tease and so riddle's like did you do that music did you did it on purpose uh and then the music hits again and he looks towards the intertrap but rollins comes from behind takes right. him out with a couple of curb stomps and Segment's done. Yes, yes. So and did you notice? And did you notice that when uh, Seth Rollins did do that, Kevin Owens got out of the ring. 
Yeah. So there, because right away I thought, well, they were best friends before, remember? Yeah. Um, but I guess they're trying to stay away from that because Kevin Owens was nowhere near, you know, them when he did that. So right, he was, I, he was gone was pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. Next thing we saw was we had the Judgment Day come to the ring. Yes. Uh, with Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Have you noticed that they're referring to himself now as the Prince and the Punishment? I did notice that, and was so beforehand. Uh, wasn't um, Damian Priest punish, Punishment Martinez, right? Punishment Martinez, and then, of course, uh, Prince uh, Devitt. Yeah. So uh, they're kind of playing into that, you know, old uh, old character gimmick of theirs. Right. Anyway, they talk about how they're going to have Dominic join the Judgment Day that night, uh, and this was a match goes on between Damian Priest and Rey Mysterio. Uh, decent match. I mean, Rey yeah. Mysterio could always work with no matter what size of an opponent. Of um, but we get to the point where we see Damian Priest pick up the win, and then they go for a concerto and tell Dominic, look, either you join us or we're going to take out your dad. Right. And that's what Dominic comes in and uh, says, you know, my dad's dead, but you, I don't want to take out my uncle, Ray, you know, or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, That is not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but he says he's going to join the Judgment Day. Right. So, um, and then uh, Damian Priest says, you hear that people he says he's going to join but that's not how it works and then they just take out dominic and then of course ray gets out of the ring also and they escape that was so stupid yeah you know when he said he would join i got a little excited even if because the way i saw it was even if they would have went that route that he he joined because he didn't want his dad to get hurt right it still could have led up to a whole storyline with with it you know but to go back and be like, nah, never mind. It, it's it's a total just it was a wasted moment. Definitely. You know what I mean? And I mean, rumors are already swelling around the internet about how Dominic is about to make a heel turn and all that other stuff. And it's like, just you should they should have just gone with it. Yeah. Honestly. Well, the rumor is but, because they have this Monday coming up the Madison Square Garden show with right, the uh, 20th anniversary of Rey Mysterio. Exactly. And I think that's where they're gonna make it happen. But but let me ask you this. So you take what happened Monday. How do you see it happening? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you just showed Dominic willing to join to save his dad. So right away that shows you he loves his dad. He's loyal to his dad, doesn't want anything to happen to him. And just in a week's time, he's going to turn on him? It makes no sense. It makes yeah. no sense. And that, yeah. and that's that's the whole thing. It's like make it make sense. And WWE keeps missing the mark on that every. It could, it could be worse. Week. They could bring in like Aaliyah to bring to be as a Damian Priest's side chick or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, has there been any um, what's the word? Uh, any update or anything on Rhea Ripley that you've seen? No. No, I'm, but I'm I'll ask her tonight. Her, I'll ask her tonight. Oh, you'll ask her tonight. She's gonna be. Yeah, I'll ask her tonight. I want to roll over. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got a a text. Uh all I gotta say, I can't I can't say what the text is about, but all I gotta say is I love having musician friends. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get the heads up on stuff before anybody else. That's all I'll say. Nice. But nice. anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, um all right, so the next match was a Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel. Good match. Seth Rollins picks dude, up the win. Let's talk about that backstage segment book though before we get to the match. Which one? Uh, with, with Ezekiel. 
because it was it was the backstage segment with Ezekiel and with Seth before the match happened. I mean, the whole reason the match happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was because they had the conversation in the back. Yeah. I mean, I think they had the match scheduled before because of the whole right. hot dog thing, right? But the reason I wanted to bring that up is because, you know, yeah, Raw pretty much sucked, quite honestly, as a whole. But there were some sparks in there, and I think Ezekiel was one of them. His his anger, the way he came out, it was like he so far he's been that happy go lucky guy. I mean, we all know it's Elias, but you know what I mean. Trying yeah. to, you know, hey, I'm Ezekiel, I'm Elias's younger brother, <laughs> and it's kind of this running gag and this and that. But then he comes and confronts Seth Rollins to basically tell him he's a jerk for what he did to Riddle, and you see that like fire, right? That that yeah. passionate response, like it makes you go, oh, wait a minute. You know, like, you know, the guy can go, you know, that Ezekiel can work. But for me, anyway, in that moment, he showed that he was a badass. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. so I liked that segment. I really did. And I and, keep and, talking. And, oh, no problem. I loved that segment. And, and it was it was a great segment. But to me, the um, the golden part of that segment was Seth Rollins. The fact that he's sticking with this character and he's making it work so well from the laugh to the demeanor um i love the fact that he goes from that crazy laugh then all of a sudden he's he's real serious you know and he's doing a great job with what he's doing i'll be the first to say that i was not into the gimmick at first yeah it, it has since grown on me he's making it work um overall that segment i thought was excellent uh and the match was a good match too Got to yeah. give him credit. Uh, Seth Rollins picks up the win on that one. Yeah, and we know Seth can go. And yeah, we know that for sure. And can go. So they did. They put on a great match. Um, I like the fact that they didn't job out Ezekiel. Like, for a moment there, you thought he was going to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the fact that they didn't job him out um, is good. I mean, at the end of the day, you knew Seth Rollins was going to win. You, you just did. But yeah. there was that little bit of, well, maybe not, you know? Maybe. So... So I, I like what they're doing with Zeke. Thank yeah, you. making him the underdog. Right. Um, right. Uh, next match was a match we set up earlier in the night, the Omos versus Dawkins. Uh, decent match. Uh, we saw uh, Montez Ford kind of play around the ring and try to, you know, help him, uh, Dawkins win. Uh, it actually ended up in disqualification with uh, Dawkins winning because MVP stepped in and got the uh, Omos disqualified. And then, of course, Pierce comes out like he does every freaking show. And, uh, make a tag match between the Street Profits and Omos and MVP, which, again, ended up in a DQ after the Usos attacked the Street Profits. Right. Now, let me say this about that match. A couple things. Okay. First and foremost, that match, Omos owes his ass to the Street Profits. Oh, yeah. They made him look good because, I'm sorry, Omos is green as grass. Well, not here in Texas, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> He's green as grass. He's just, I'm still not buying into the whole Omos thing. I'm just not, you know what I mean? But that match, Street Profits made him look good. So they definitely yeah. did their job in that match. The other thing I want to mention, um, and you know this, Chris, just as well as I do being, being pro wrestling fans, that you're telling a story in the ring, right? And it's everything that you do. It's the moves. It's the holds. It's, you know, camera angles, right? You don't really think about that, but certain camera angles, when they get close-ups on certain things. Freaking Montez Ford is a genius when it comes to the facial expressions. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, his facial expressions, he was telling a story with that. You know, a lot of I think a lot of people take for granted that facial expressions are a huge part of the story when it comes to a wrestling match, right? Let's take, for example, uh, years ago, the Shawn Michaels-Undertaker match. When Undertaker pins Shawn and you know it's done, you know Shawn's through, and Shawn yeah. kicks out at that last minute, that look on Undertaker's face made you think Sean just might pull this off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So facial expressions are so important. Montez Ford, man, he's a master at it. No doubt. No doubt. What do you think? Oh, definitely. I mean, just when you saw uh, Omos kick out and he was like, oh, I thought I had him. Right. You know, that right. that in itself, you know, it's 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 great storytelling in the ring. For sure. For sure. So. Now, with the, with the exception of, of Omos, because I said, like I said, I'm not a fan of I'm not. I'm just not. Um, it was a good match. Yeah. And it was because of the Street Profits. Now, I don't know about you, right? I know we've seen this match already, but me personally, I'm looking forward to another Street Profits Usos match. Oh, I really yeah. am. Because those guys tore it down. I mean, in my opinion, the last pay-per-view, they were the match of the night. I am too. As long as the Usos don't get pulled over this weekend, maybe <laughs> or this the next week. <laughs> You know, that'd be a, a hell of a match to watch next Saturday. So, <laughs> well, let's hope they don't call Jeff Hardy over because if that's it, it's done. No shit, right? it's done. It's Let me done. ask you this question: Since we're talking about the Usos, how can I word this without being offensive? Why the hell is Jeff Jarrett the special guest referee? Can someone tell me that, please? Can someone? Just tell me. I think, like you said last week, it's because there ain't nothing but a heartache. I think because they're in Tennessee, in Nashville. You think that's the? Could that be the only reason? Maybe it has is, to be. What more what, to it? What else would it would it be? I thought it was funny that you know when they talked about it, Corey Graves talked about bringing the roadie in. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was you know? hilarious too. Um. But yeah, I think that's the only reason. Let me ask I mean, you this. Is there, in your opinion, do you think there's any connection with Jeff Jarrett being the referee and the fact that he's going to be part of Ric Flair's last match? Possibly. Because wasn't it news just not too long ago that uh, apparently Ric Flair and WWE mended fences? I mean, he's back in the... Yeah, I did opening, see that. Right? He's back in the opening little segment. You hear his woo! So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I do want to talk about Ric Flair's last uh, match thing later on, so I just wanted to put that okay. out there. Okay. But um, I, I just don't get it, man. I really don't. Um, don't get me wrong. I got all the respect in the world for Jeff Jarrett. Uh, but it, it just, yeah, that's really the only thing that makes sense just because they're in Nashville. That's it. Other than that, it makes no sense that he's a special guest referee. Yeah, you know? agreed. Because for me, when you have a special guest referee, especially the way they're doing it with him, because he has no affiliation, right? He, he's not on the Uso side, and he's not on the Street Profits side. Right. So he's supposed to be down the middle. Let's not forget the fact that he's the only white guy in the match, but that's another story. It's true, true. <laughs> um, so... When it comes to a situation like that, though, you would think that the special guest referee would be someone more imposing. Jeff Jarrett is not imposing. 
You know what I mean? Like the guy can go, no doubt. He can he can go for sure. But think about it. If you what if you brought it, it would it would mean more if you brought back Goldberg as the special guest referee, not him per se, but somebody like that, that statue, yeah. that you know imposing figure. You know they're the special guest referee. I mean, if you're gonna put a white guy in there, they should have gone with uh, Brock Lesnar since he's already got his match going into SummerSlam. Or, right, right. Not SummerSlam. Is he playing wrestling SummerSlam? Yeah, he's he wrestling. is wrestling SummerSlam. Yeah, that's right. That's he probably is. why okay. they couldn't use him. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, like I said, it just doesn't make sense. The only way it makes sense is because of the Nashville thing. But even then, yeah, it's yeah. It just, I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, I don't even know why they need to have a special referee to begin with. But whatever. no, I don't get it either. You know, that's that hasn't even been a part of the storyline. Like, yeah. you know, usually the special guest referee thing is because there's a lot of outside interference or yeah. something like that, and that hasn't even happened. Yeah. You know, so I don't get it either. But anyway, please. Continue. All right. Um, next match was uh, Theory versus Styles. I hate uh, Theory. <laughs> yeah, Zig- Ziggler came out again this week at ringside. Ziggles, Ziggles yes. Uh, Styles gets the win via countout uh, after Ziggler nails Theory with a super kick on the outside. So uh, Theory gets counted out. Now, do you feel a little bit of a um, HBK vibe coming from Ziggler? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's no secret that that's like one of his idols. Yeah. Like just with the super kick, with the. Yes. Uh, him coming out kind of cocky-ish. Yep. You know, very, you know, late or mid-90s HPK stuff. Oh, for sure. The only thing missing is for him to do the whole, you know, leaning to the side and doing the pose. Oh, yeah, the that's pose. It. That's all that's missing, you know. Well, yeah, that's what definitely. Ronda does now. That's what Ronda does That's now. true. That's what Ronda does. <laughs> so, no, uh, you're, you're right about that. And and that's that, that super kick he does is very HBK-esque. Oh, yeah. You know, without doubt. Least. Without a doubt. Now, the next match was the six-woman tag match. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Dana Brooke versus Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., and Tamina. And only thing I can say about this is it really sucks for Asuka after having main evented uh, several matches on Raw over the last few months to be regulated to this. Agreed. Agreed. And then the fact that everybody became a 24-7 champion. I mean, they passed that belt around like... Yeah. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> like a puff puff pass baby there you go yeah that's okay. what they did <laughs> yeah. yeah they 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 passed i mean who was it it was who was the first one first it was tozawa yeah and then tozawa ran in the ring and then he got pinned by uh i think it was uh nikki ash yeah and then i think at some point i know alexa won it dewdrop won it yeah, and then finally Dana Brooke got it back at the end or something like that, it, and it was just like, "Come on, are you serious?" It's it again. It's a cheap excuse for a title. It is. It you is. know, it was entertaining when our truth had it and all of this, you know, ways of escaping getting pinned. But now yeah. it's just it's it's even more of a joke. It is. It is. So and, and honestly, that match was a waste of time. Yeah, it really. Was. We're not gonna talk about it again. We're done with it. Yeah. Next. <laughs> uh, last segment was the Miz TV. With uh, special guest Logan Paul. Let's talk about that. That was interesting. That was yeah, that was an interesting, interesting one. Uh, we have uh, Logan Paul come out. Uh, wasn't cheered. Wasn't really booed. Right. Almost didn't get any reaction from the crowd. Right. You know, even though he's going into this match or the segment as a babyface right now. Yeah. Uh, based off of what happened at WrestleMania 38, for those who I'm sure you've seen it by now, uh, that The Miz and uh, Logan Paul beat the Mysterios at WrestleMania 38. And then, of course, The Miz... Uh, turned on Logan Paul at the end of the game with Skull Crusher finale to right. uh, send them off. So uh, this 
signing that he did was based off the condition that he was going to get a match with the Miz at SummerSlam. And originally the Miz doesn't want to do it. Uh, Logan Paul talks about his tiny balls and even gets the fans to chant tiny balls. No, the t-shirt though, the I have massive balls. Again, tiptoeing that TV 14 line. Exactly. They're they're, they're trying to get their foot in the water there for that, which is, it was entertaining. I kind of want that shirt. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'd wear it proudly. I know you would. (laughs) I would. I would. Um, So they're, they try to steer away from the PG a uh, little by little. Uh, the Miz eventually accepts and uh, tries to attack Logan Paul, but Logan Paul ducks, takes down the Miz. Uh, the Miz gets away, and then uh, Champa comes in yeah. from behind yeah. to uh, attack uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul again gets away, um, you know, back elbowing Champa, and then rolling through to Miz and going to the outside. So we end with the segment with in the ring with Miz talking about that he's going to beat Logan Paul at SummerSlam. Right. I got to be honest, Chris, uh, during WrestleMania, like, I wasn't a big fan of Logan Paul. And I'm still really not, but I do have a certain amount of respect. And I know I know we'll talk about this a little later, yeah. but I do have a certain amount of respect when um, outsiders, right, can come in and actually do a good job. And, it, and, and let's be real, when you do a job, good job like that, it shows that you respect the business. Yeah. And... So I got to say, I am a little bit interested in watching this match because at WrestleMania, Logan Paul was impressive. Yeah, he was. And he had a good um, amount of ring time in the in the he match, did. too, at he WrestleMania. Did. So with that being a tag match, we're going to be to see what his conditioning is um, and his ability to sell in the ring is going yes. into a singles match. Now, that is the big thing because I will say this, and, and you tell me what you think. At the end of the match at WrestleMania, right, when, when Miz hit him with the skull-crushing finale... I don't think he sold that well enough. Not, I didn't say he was so well. I think he didn't sell it long enough. Yes, thank you. That that's exactly what I meant. So I definitely sold it better than Natalia. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I'm sure that's something that you know Triple H talked to him about, like you know, making sure he sells everything. Right. Um. So we'll see going to the match. I mean, obviously we're going to watch SummerSlam. Yes. So we're going to. Uh, you know, see how that plays out on its own. We're going to have a SummerSlam party. Party! Yeah, I think I I might extend an invitation out to a few people to come over to watch SummerSlam. Maybe we'll get a little, maybe we get a little something on the grill. Ooh, maybe. Some meat? Some some meat. You know, everybody loves my meat, so I'm going to go ahead. See, as I'm saying, we can walk into there with me wearing, I have massive balls. And you with a shirt that says, once you put my meat in your mouth, you're going to want to swallow. Okay? Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> oh, wow, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, so that's basically how Raw went out. It went out not with a match, but with a segment. So, overall, what would you give Raw as far as the grade goes? On a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it a five. Okay. There were some decent spots in there, uh, decent matches, um, couple couple of funny spots, but overall, I mean, it wasn't couple couple haters, couple haters. <laughs> um, but definitely wasn't you know a grade A you no, know raw. Not in the least. Um, again, three hours. It's just it's too long, it's especially too with dull storylines. Yes. 
you know, opening with the seg- uh, in-ring segment and closing with the in-ring segment, it just makes it even worse. So Exactly. I completely agree with you. Now, we ended with <clears throat> a segment, you know, about The Miz and Logan Paul. We were talking about this earlier. Um, I don't want to talk about celebrities, basically, in WWE. Now, granted, in pro wrestling in general, we have seen celebrities. Right. But you seen it mainly in WWE right. slash WWF, right? So um, that's what I want to kind of focus on. So let's let's talk about that um, when we uh, when we come back from break. Uh, we'll kind of talk about that, and then today for the third segment, we got a surprise for everybody. We do. We do. So for the last segment to end the show, we are going to have a special interview for everyone to see to. I'm going to put a video up of it. I'm going to put the audio up of it. You guys are going to enjoy it. But it's so good that I'm going to save it till we actually have the interview. So I ain't going to say anything. It's going to be so good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, but for now, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about celebrities in WWE or sports entertainment, however you want to, you know, look at it but we are going to talk about that and chris and i are going to talk about whether we feel it's a good thing or it's a bad thing you know uh, i think it's a good thing to talk about so yeah i know it could go either way so we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor so keep it right here all right see you guys in just a little bit fellas i know how it is your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away the problem is where do you go well say no more because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas Jawan and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or a shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. We are. We were gone for a short time. I know y'all were sad, but of course, <laughs> distance. This is makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, so. and I'm so glad we took that little break because I found these awesome headphones that used to belong to my niece, and uh, she didn't want to use them anymore. And they still work perfect because they sound great. And nice. They're so stylish. Can you hear colors too? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Hopefully that'll change though soon. <laughs> uh, well, get a little bit of that puff puff, you'll hear something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to get some of that sucking action going on. <laughs> oh man, it was amazing. Jeez. 
Recommend to everybody. <laughs> so anyway, before the break, we were talking Raw. And as we all know, Raw ended with a segment with The Miz and with Logan Paul. Logan Paul is going to be at SummerSlam this year. Uh, he was at WrestleMania. And before the show, we talked a little bit about it. And we thought it'd be a good little subject. Celebrities in the world of professional wrestling or sports entertainment, however you want to look at it. Um, it's been happening for a long time, hasn't it, Chris? Oh, yeah. I mean, it can date back, if anything, to the 60s, 70s, probably the 70s. Right. And we started off, you know, we talk about Andy Kaufman. Yes. Going yes. In with Jerry Lawler uh, during that time when it was still kayfabe, when right. things, the curtain wasn't pulled back just yet. Right. Um, so everybody thought that this was, you know, crazy for a celebrity to get involved in a world of, you know, violence and stuff like that. So Right, right, right. Um, and then, of course, you get to the 80s, and it really starts to be a thing in WWF. Yeah, definitely um, with the whole rock and wrestling and the pop culture that they were trying to include uh, in the entertainment. So we saw the likes of, you know, Mr. T, Cindy Lauper, mm-hmm. um, Muhammad Ali. For sure, so. for sure. And then, of course, when Vince McMahon started doing uh, WrestleMania, he, he brought in celebrities into that. Um, yeah. I, it still freaks me out looking back on it and Liberace was at WrestleMania. Yeah, you Liberace know what I mean? and the Rockettes, yeah. Yeah, I wish my brother George was here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, but this is a little different. Now, granted, yeah. you took Mr. T. Right. Mr. T was actually in a match. Right. Um, he actually had a big a bit of a rivalry going on with uh, Roddy Piper for a long Correct. time. Correct, correct. Um, so that's really kind of what I want to focus on. Because, yeah, you had Cindy Lauper, and Cindy Lauper got involved, but she was never, like, an in-ring talent, right? Right, right, um, correct. There were a few out there that were. Lawrence Taylor comes to mind. I do, I remember one year at WrestleMania, he was actually in a match, I think, with Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam saying. Bigelow, yes, uh, WrestleMania yeah. 7, I believe. Yeah. Or WrestleMania 11, one of the two. Yeah, so, uh, so we definitely have seen celebrities go in there. But let's be real, man, not a lot of them – have been able to really hold their own there's been a very select few one that comes to mind um is uh oh, what is that dude's name uh steven steven amell yeah Remember? steven amell arrow yeah. yes when he came in uh during the time that cody rhodes was stardust yeah so during that time we had steven amell uh show up i don't think it was a wrestlemania though it was like a SummerSlam or something wasn't it yeah it was like a Maybe Survivor Shooter, SummerSlam, somewhere on there. Right, right, right. So, um, and he actually didn't do too bad. No, and he had been training to wrestle. He had been wrestling on the independent circuit too already. So, and he still right. does. Yeah. Well, I mean, he should. For those of y'all that don't know, he does have a, a series that comes out on Stars mm-hmm. uh, called Heels, right? Right. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I've seen uh, a couple episodes, yes. It's really good. It's yeah. actually really good. I really enjoyed it. And he's uh, booked up a lot. He has. He has. So. Uh, I will say this, though. This is totally off the off the road of, of what we're traveling right now. But um, when I saw Heels, don't get me wrong, it was great. I, I did enjoy it. I really liked yeah. it. But it was really hard for me to see Stephen Amell as anyone other than Arrow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, he's always Oliver Queen to me now. Yeah, he because he did he did such a great job in that series. Yeah, he did. Um, and I really did enjoy that series. And I'm not even a DC guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it was a great series. Um, up until the very end when they started doing all that crazy stuff. But 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. So it was really hard to see him as anyone other than than Arrow. But anyway, uh, but I think now you tell me if you agree with me or not, okay? But I think of all the celebrities that have come and, and done something in the ring in WWE, for me, mm-hmm. the number one was a guy I had never even heard of before this, didn't know who he was. When I was shown who he was, I didn't like it. Still, <laughs> still don't like it. He because he's a musician. I still yeah. don't like his music, but he impressed me. So I have a the utmost respect for him. And that was Bad Bunny. Yes, he yes. brought it when he uh, teamed up with Damian Priest uh, the first time, and then the second time too during the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, there. yeah, he brought it there too. So. I don't know. You tell me, Chris. Was there? Do you think there was anybody better to date than Bad Bunny? Uh, to date, I think he's the most recent. I do want to go back to you mentioned earlier, Lawrence Taylor. Okay. Because his match at Bam Bam Bigelow, you can saw how much respect he had for the business. True. Um, the his work in the ring, everything like that was at the time as a kid watching it with the belief that you know this is this you know kayfabe is real and everything right to see an athlete such as that come in was amazing it was you know it was uh, it, one of the first times to see something like that happen yeah definitely definitely um yeah i mean there's been a lot of a number of of uh of uh celebrities and i kind of have a list of all the celebrities who've actually participated or been involved in a match Let's hear it, Chris. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go back. We already talked about Mr. T. Uh, he wrestled at WrestleMania one in a tag match with Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Right. He also participated in WrestleMania two in a boxing match with Roddy Piper. You recall that? I do. Um, then, of course, you had uh, several uh, NFL players at WrestleMania two during the uh, Battle Royal they had at the time. Really? Yeah. Remember, you had a you had a Jim Colbert who was offensive attack for Chicago Bears. Uh, Bill Fralick, uh, Russ Francis, Ernie Holmes, uh, Harvey Martin, uh, William the Refrigerator Perry. Mm. Um, they were all involved in that battle royal at the time. Okay. So, okay. Uh, and then of course, you know, we talked about Lawrence Taylor at the time um, was involved with that. Here's another one that wasn't necessarily in a match, but was involved physically. Okay. In the, in the storyline was Pete Rose. Yes, yes, you're right. I forgot about him. You know, Pete Rose, uh, his first altercation with Kane in WrestleMania 14. Right. Uh, he got tombstone by uh, Kane. That became following, a running gag, right? It became a running gag. The next year, he got uh, tombstone again. He came out dressed as the San Diego chicken. That's right. And got tombstone again. That's uh, right. And then he was in an altercation with Kane and Rikishi at WrestleMania 2000. Um, to the point where he was actually inducted into the Celebrity Wing Hall of Fame for WWE. He was. Um, we had a uh, Butterbean. Oh yes, that's right. He was part of the Brawl for All uh, WrestleMania 15 against Bart yeah, and he and that was a shoot. Them. Yeah, and he whooped them, man. He whooped them bad, bad. Yeah, uh, a couple of lame ones. We have a uh, Katana Baker and Tanya Ballinger. They were models at the time when mm. they participated in a pillow fight with oh, the Divas. Yeah, yeah. Snooky, I'm sure you're gonna bring that one up. Uh, I have Snooky <laughs> on here. Uh, a tag match with uh, Trish Dash and John Morrison versus Lake Cool and Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Uh, we have uh, former President Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Interaction with the uh, Battle of the Billionaires. The only uh, president in our country to do something in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, and being a WWE Hall of Famer. Yes, yes. You know, um, Floyd Mayweather. 
Jr. had a no holds uh, a nose qualification match against uh, Big Show um, at WrestleMania 24. Uh, Maria Menounos. I remember that. Yeah, All right. She was in a, a tag match with Kelly Kelly against Best Phoenix and Eve Torres, and she was actually pretty good. Yeah, she was. She was. She was actually pretty. She looked good. Yeah, yeah. She definitely didn't stink up the place. I will say. Yeah, that. definitely. Uh, and even though she's a, a full time competitor now, well, contracted competitor now, we had Ronda Rousey. Yes. Who came from the US World of UFC? So she was technically still in that that uh, fine, uh, right. fine kind of thing, but right. was an actual superstar. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. He now was he, participating. He's been in there a couple times, right? He's been a couple times, but specifically against the Big Show. He was right. in the. Battle Royal, uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And I think it must be said that he was also in AEW. He was, he was also in WCW. Was he in WCW? He was in WCW with uh, right before Hulk Hogan turned uh, to the NWO gimmick when he was still the red and yellow. Oh, wow. He did a little bit with him early on when he got in there, about 95, maybe 94, 95. Wow, okay. I gotta go back and see that because I don't remember that. Yeah, so he was in there. Um, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he had his little segment. Do you recall that at WrestleMania? Was it 33? He was supposed to jump the barricade, and the security guard stopped him. Yep, I do remember that. that. He was part of the segment. A, a Jinder Mahal, right? Yeah, I guess Jinder Mahal yeah. in the Battle Royal, and he kept in to go help uh, Mojo Raleigh, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he would go on to host uh, WrestleMania 36. During uh, the COVID time. During the COVID time, he did the two-night event, and he would win the 24-7 championship that night also. Yeah. He's a little much. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a little much. Um, Michael Che and Colin Joss, comedians, they participate in the Andre. Oh, uh, yes. Diet Battle yeah. Memorial. You're right. You're right. Um, of course, Bad Bunny, we talked about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That was entertaining. I don't care what anybody says. That was a good match. That was, that was hilarious. That was entertaining. The debut um, of uh, of uh, Mark Henry and Mae Young's child. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to talk about another member of Jackass, uh, Steve O, uh-huh. uh, was uh, fought against Umaga on a Raw edition of Raw. If you remember that one, I do remember that one. I yeah. do remember that one. Hugh Jackman um, too. I remember Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman as well. Uh, we had Logan Paul, of course. We already talked about him. Mickey Rourke, yes, with Chris Jericho, uh, with Chris Jericho coming off the heels of the wrestler. Do you ever see that right. movie? By the way, yes, a very yeah. good movie. It is uh, very sad movie. Very sad movie. Uh, Personally, Akibon- I. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I was just going to say, personally, I think that movie uh, mirrors the real life of Ric Flair, yeah. in my opinion. An unfortunate yeah, mirroring. Yeah. Even so, maybe even so, like Jake the Snake, to be honest yes, with you. Yes, 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 yes. You know, uh, especially based off of, uh, what was it, the Beyond the Map? Oh, for sure, for sure. You yeah. It's, it's um, sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. Uh, Aki Bono Taro, do you remember him? No, he, he was a sumo wrestler and wrestled Big Show in a sumo. Oh yeah, when they were in diapers. Yeah, <laughs> they were in diapers. Yeah, exactly. I remember exactly. Those are some of the bigger names. Uh, obviously, we already talked about Stephen Amell, Machine Gun um, Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly got power bombed off the off the ramp. Right, the right. Um, Tiny Kev- Lister. Yes, Zeus. Zeus. Um, Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline, yes. Remember, he had a thing with uh, John Cena. And New Year's, yeah, New Year's Eve, I remember. Yes, he, yes. He got a F5. Um, Kevin Green, when he was in WCW, former f- football player. I remember, I remember. And, of course, we can't forget Steve Mongo and Michael. Let's pause for a minute there. Have you seen lately how... Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I wow. saw that. Yeah. Very that's... sad. What 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 is exactly is wrong with him? Do you know? I don't know, but I know he's he, sick. He is frail. Yeah, like, for sure. You it, unless you saw the article title or the tagline, you wouldn't even know that was Steve Mongol Michael. Exactly, exactly. Uh it looked nothing like him, man. Nothing no. at all. Nothing at all. No. So yeah, that's me taking a little picture real quick, showing somebody who's texting me that I'm busy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, let's see. We have Dennis Rodman. Ah, yes. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is part of the NWO and yeah. Carl Malone. Yeah. Now, did Dennis, Dennis Rodman never went to WWE, though, right? No. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Robocop. <laughs> Robocop. I have him on my list. Robocop. <laughs> Robocop is on my list when uh he broke the cage. To yeah, that was um, so dumb. But let's talking, be honest, when it happened though, we're talking 1987. I yeah. was, I think I must have been about, uh, let me see, I was 12. So, uh, for me that was like whoa, and I had just seen the movie, so it was kind of a big deal. But of course, looking back on it now, it's like it's so, so. We talk about the forbidden door, sir. That was the yeah. forbidden door, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, we had Jay Leno and Kevin Eubanks. Oh uh, yeah, and that uh, that was. Wild did you see it? Yeah, that was pitiful. That was that was horrible. That was so pitiful. Freaking! I will say this though: Kevin Eubanks' arms. Oh, during that, yeah, that was impressive. I, I'll give him that. But yes, that match was pitiful. Yeah, WCW definitely stepped over the bar line as far as celebrity interactions. Uh, we had Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a couple of segments. Yeah, um, the Triple H and uh, he he bitch slapped Triple H. He, he bitch slapped Triple H. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart. Oh yeah, yeah. When yeah, he racked John Stewart, didn't he rack uh, John Cena? Right. Yeah. Uh, Tyson Fury. Yes. Yeah, yes. Tyson Fury. He actually did, he actually did pretty good. You got to give him credit. He actually did pretty decent. Yeah, he did. Uh, we can't forget about the greatest uh, WCW World Heavyweight Champion of all time. <laughs> You should be you should be Mr. slapped for saying Mr. Mr. Monica Geller himself. <laughs> David Arquette. I finally saw the damn movie. <laughs> I finally saw the damn movie. And now that time period in WCW finally makes sense. I will bust you. Because <laughs> it never made sense before. Oh and uh don't get me wrong, the movie was hilarious. There was some parts in that movie though that I had I had to I was looking at Melissa and I was just like, seriously? Uh, there's one scene, uh, for those of y'all that don't know, we're talking about Ready to Rumble, right? The, yes. the movie Ready to Rumble. There was one scene, these guys, their day job is they they freaking uh, suck out the poop in porta potties. Yeah. They're freaking having lunch at the tail end of the porta potty or the or the crap <laughs> truck, sitting there eating, and right next to them, you just see crap dripping off of the. And I'm just sitting there like, yes. really? Oh my God. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was, still a classic movie. Regardless, it's it's hilarious. No, no, it was it was it was it was it was funny. It was hilarious. I loved all the wrestlers that came out of it. I thought it was great. Um, you get to see an unmasked Rey Mysterio in it. Yeah, you know, because that was back when he was part of the Filthy Animals. Yep. You get to see a a, a, a an unmasked Juventus Guerrero. Uh, Juvenus, you know. Juvenus. Yeah, you get to see him. Um, so it was it was dope, dude. It was really cool. Um, it, it took me back to, and the funny thing is when that movie came out, I had actually kind of started to, uh, not watch WCW as much 
because it started to get a little ridiculous. That's when Vince Russo took over. Right, right, right. So, I mean, yeah, you had the, what was it, the Viagra on a pole match? and. Mm-hmm. What Buff is, Bagwell's mom in a cage, Judy Bagwell in a cage yeah. match or something like that. Yeah, so it, it started to get pretty bad uh, around that time, so I wasn't really watching it as much. But I am glad I saw the movie. It was hilarious. It was really funny. And I'm telling you, dude, all these years that era of WCW never made sense to me. Now it does. Yeah, now it does. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So we go with uh We have Will Sasso. He was on Mad TV. He came um, out of Stone Cold, right? He came out of Stone Cold. He also did a segment in WCW, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't remember what the segment was, but I know he did segment. Came out of Goldberg? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, God, no. Not Gilbert. Um, Master P and the No Limit Soldiers from WCW. Never saw that. You never remember? You don't remember that? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Um, who, who, was he, who was he with? Like, who was his faction or whatever? Uh, it's a No Limit Soldier, so I know Ray Mysterio was in there. At some point, okay, so it was maybe a combination of the filthy animals, yeah, yeah. Um, if you can look back and see picture of Ray with like the camouflage, yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. the time frame, okay. There. Well, if you're talking um, about musicians, uh, you got to mention ICT, yeah, that's on here, I yeah. think, and the misfits, misfits are part of Vamp- Vampiro's Vampiro, yeah. Uh, that then you would also have to include, even though it was very sh- short lived, uh, Kiss came out before, on Kiss Day came 7. out and represented the demon, yeah. That that character should didn't last long, did he? <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, he came out the with the the demon. Uh, do you remember a character? He was on the Howard Stern Stern show with a little man called Beetlejuice. Okay. I do remember Beetlejuice. He yes. came out in WCW uh, for a time. Um, James Brown was was kind of in a tag team. They didn't really wrestle, but was part of a tag team with Ernest the Cat Miller in WCW. James Brown. James Brown, the singer. Get on up, the yes, sir. Hi, hi. Yeah, living really? in America. I feel yeah. good. <laughs> wow, I did not yeah. know that. Uh, Reggie I, White, former saying, Green Bay Packers. Reggie I remember White. him. I was like, next thing you tell me, Michael Jackson was in a match. <laughs> no, but he's a wrestler on the Independence Circuit. Hey, I saw that. I seen it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, who else here? Uh, we talked about Seth, a huge. I mean, Seth Green. Yeah, I remember that. Seth Green was in there. Um, Bob Drew Barker. Carey. Bob Barker, Drew Carey. Yeah. Drew Carey. Uh, and then Ben Stiller was on there. He got beat up by Jeff Jarrett on Raw. That's right. That's right. A lot of these were also during the time when they were bringing in, like, celebrity hosts for the for, right. For Raw. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, the kind of a playing with the anonymous general manager, which was right. a stupid idea. We never, nothing came to fruition with that gimmick. Oh, yeah, whatever. I did. Remember? You don't remember who they revealed it to be? Was it a uh, horse mogul? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The Ill- illegitimate child of a uh, business man. man. Yeah. It's been from one of those interns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did he? Did he? Was she a little person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's terrible. <laughs> He's a he was a dwarf asset. Yeah, <laughs> new dwarf asset. Oh, that's that funny. NDA. That's funny. Anyway, so uh, basically, WWE is the one that kind of holds the the belt, if you will, when it comes to celebrities. I mean, they're the ones that seem to always bring them in. So, yeah. um, any any we missed or 
Uh, no, I mean, I have a, a long ass list of people that have just been like celebrity guest commentators, celebrity ring announcers, stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, because during the time that also they want to like you go back into the mid 90s, late 90s, they want to bring in like celebrities like Pamela Anderson, Jenny McCarthy, stuff like that. Right, uh, right, right. So, right. but as far as like actual competitors in the ring, um, uh, that's kind of you know where we sit now. The question we want to bring to the table is. What is the benefits of having celebrities in wrestling? Like, is it good? Is it bad? Now, for me, to get eyes on the product, it's a good thing. But at the same time, it can be a bad thing to the extent when you basically put someone in there who doesn't have the respect, doesn't have the ability to perform at the level that you hyped up the match to be. Right. You know, granted, we've seen from the most recent ones with Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee, that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. That they have a found respect, they train, and they put in the effort in these, and they're not just squash matches, you know? Right, right. Um, whereas you have match, you know, in the past, like Drew Carey, uh, Snooky, you know, uh, Hugh Jackman, that just have small interactions that they're just in there to get a quick I don't want to say 15 minutes of fame, but from yeah. a wrestling perspective, 15 minutes of fame. When you when you talk about having it be bad, I'll give you the perfect example for when it was really bad. Carmelo Ball. Ah, yes. That was terrible. Yeah. And there was no respect for the business whatsoever during that segment at all. Yeah. At well, all. lack of respect. We've already talked about, again, the greatest world. WCW champion. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a huge slap in the face to the industry, to the big gold belt. Uh, but to time. be fair, though, but to be fair, though, I, I've heard David Arquette speak on that. And he never meant no disrespect by it. Right. He really didn't. That was all of it, a Vince Russo thing. Right. But if you go back to Carmelo, I, I, I think I'm saying his name right. Right. Carmelo Ball or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. When you go back to him, that was a blatant disrespect. He yeah. was not taking it seriously. No. You know, the whole taking off his shirt, trying to act all big and bad and everything else. That no, it was it was it was terrible. That was disrespect in my book. Um what happened with David Arquette, yeah, I did think it was disrespectful throwing the belt on someone like that. But after hearing his side of it, I don't feel the same way. Scratch bring back up a little bit. Not that I don't feel the same way. I don't think he was disrespectful. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It was Vince right. Russo in that aspect that was disrespectful. But with that Carmelo Ball situation, nah, it, it was it was decent. Now, one one um, celebrity that I feel, I, don't, I couldn't even say if you disrespected, because I know he was a fan of the industry, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he respected enough to put in the effort to the level that he needed to be during that storyline was Dennis Rodman. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, he was more of the character aspect of it that he was trying to bring to the table versus the physical aspect of what these performers do in the ring. Right. Right. His, his bumps side, were terrible. His bumps, his bumps were terrible. terrible. If you look at, you know, Carl Malone, you know, even in that match, like Dennis Rodman, I mean, he's an NBA player. We've seen him be in a good shape didn't even take off his shirt because he was in the worst shape of his career at that time right right and then you have car malone on the opposite side who's the mailman was built like nothing right it was ridiculous yeah 
you know, um, and had a huge respect for the business. Um, to you know, was at the power plant, everything like that. Right, right, right. Um, he took it seriously. He took it very seriously. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Dance Rama saw it as just like a quick paycheck. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. And I think um, with, with Dennis Rodman too, he he did it because he liked the attention. Yeah, there was, there was a Hollywood esque feel to it, you know, and everything. And and he just wanted to be a part of that, honestly. Uh, hanging out with Hulk Hogan and everything else. So that was really why he why he did it. He didn't take it seriously. It was really kind of a blow off. You could tell. Um, but like you said, you're right. It gets the eyes on the product. That is definitely what happened because you know, all the sports media was, was on it. It it was something you heard about all over the world. Um, it also depends on the strength of the star. Cause if you also go back and we're, I know we're talking technically about WCW right now, but when you go back to like when Jay Leno was on it, mm-hmm. nobody gave a care. Nobody yeah. cared at all, you know? Um, but in WWE, they've done pretty, a pretty good job about having these uh, stars that are relevant for yeah. the time you know what i mean they'll bring in stars that are relevant for the time there's a reason why they're why they're there they're capitalizing on that reason so you got to give wwe credit for that they know what they're doing as far as celebrities go for the most part yeah most and part. i think that now in today's uh wrestling uh society yeah the the fact that the kayfabe curtain is pulled away and right. we already know kind of what what the behind the scenes is it's a little hard to really respect the performers, uh, celebrity performers that go in there because we know that this is something they can do. It's just them putting in the effort. Whereas you go back that we've talked about, we go back, You, if you want to call one of the first celebrity interactions was with Andy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. That storyline carried on all the way through at least 1997 when they released Man on the Moon and we realized that, hey, this was all the work the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And look at all those years that they, everyone thought it was real. Exactly. You know? I yeah. mean, they did everything from carrying in the ring to the injury segment to interacting on the David Letterman show. Like, it was so believable that you felt sorry for, for Andy Kaufman. Yeah, you know? for, sure. for um, sure. Same thing Same thing in WCW. I mean, during that time of the NWO storyline with the Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone, there was still that tiptoe of, is it all Kate? Uh, uh, real is it all you know kayfabe because i'll be honest with you, when they kayfabe got pulled away like i felt like some of it some of the older talent was still living on the the reality of it and it was still real right you know and so i, th- I thought like about it was a 60 40 thing where 40 percent was kayfabe 60 percent was actually real right right you know um but now you know what what it entails and there's so much in social media so much of the the rumors that you get ahead of time so you already kind of know going in you know what what to expect out of these celebrities now don't get me wrong the last few performers have really surprised the hell out of me yeah for sure for sure you know um but i think that as long as wrestling's around there's going to be fans there's going to be celebrity fans and there's going to be celebrity fans that want to get involved in the ring, in the storylines, and we're always going to have some kind of participation from a celebrity aspect. Yeah, and you're right, and you're right. Uh, I just hope that they continue the way they've been doing it, and you get some celebrities that are actually, that respect the business, um, treat it with respect, 
and and go in there and actually try you know um so uh yeah no i i I agree with you so i think the conclusion that can be pretty much drawn from it is that celebrities can be a good thing yeah but sometimes it can be bad so it can kind of go either way so uh, it, it it just really does depend having said that before we go into our next break i want to go ahead and put this out there and let everybody know um kayfabe chris and i are gonna are gonna be kind of uh celebrities for yes. for an upcoming nlw event that we're actually pretty excited about so yeah. uh uh i don't want to say what it is just yet uh just because i want to let them announce it but um all, I, all i'll say is that their next event we will be there and we're going to be playing a part but i'm not going to say what it is just yet but uh, I'm pretty excited about it. How about you, Chris? We're selling popcorn. Well, yeah, we're gonna sell, we're be at the concession stand. We're gonna concession stand. So come buy some popcorn and hot dogs from us. We'll sell you a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I know to be honest, I am super excited about this. Yeah, um, I'm ready. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's all it's on my calendar. It's it's ready. I talked to the wife and like, baby, you're on your own, girl. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited too. I can't wait. Listen, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we have a special guest that we're going to get to talk to. And uh, again, I'm not going to say nothing until we actually uh, come on and have the interview. A nice big surprise for everybody. You guys are going to have so much fun. Y'all are going to enjoy this conversation. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. So I am excited uh, too. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back after this word from our sponsor. We'll have our interview and then uh, we'll wrap things up. So uh, keep it right here. We'll be right back. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years' experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. We are back. We are back. We are back. And I'm excited, man. I'm like so stoked for this. You're like giddy like a little schoolgirl. Bro, I'm telling you. Um, so our guest, he he's part of a faction. And yes. uh, I'll give away the faction name already. I'll go ahead and say that at least. But uh, it's part of a faction called uh, the Born Haters. Now, these guys are unique, man. I haven't seen any other indie Granted, I don't have. I still don't have a lot of people I follow on the indies, but I have a few, right? Right. But but of all the ones I've seen, I haven't seen a faction or a, an indie star do what they do. These guys have like a sitcom. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like it's like watching a freaking sitcom, and they have all these episodes. And I was watching a few of them today, and oh my god, bro, I could not stop laughing. There was a couple of times. Because for my job, I uh, answer phones, right, and, yeah. and and do some customer service stuff. 
And there was a couple of times in between calls I had some downtime and I'm watching these videos. I'm laughing so hard. I had to let the phone ring for like four times before I can answer it. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It was just so funny, man. These guys have such great chemistry. All, all three of them have different personalities. It's like, and, and they fit so well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's hilarious. It's so, so funny. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to take a picture of the screen. Oh, gotcha. Anyway, so funny, so hilarious, and I'm excited to talk to our guest. Uh, we're just kind of waiting for him to come into the Zoom waiting room. Hey, that rhymed. Now, now we 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 get the first time we saw this gentleman and his faction was back in February. Yes, at um uh, when was uh, Atlas Wrestling promotion at the time? AWP, yeah, AWP, and uh, I had to say these guys. Oh my God, hilarious! Yeah, uh, very hilarious. very entertaining. Very, very entertaining. entertaining. What was the what was it that uh, the guy was choking him right? Yeah. What well, and what was it he said? And he was like, "Ooh, do it again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they had me laughing now chris what had me really funny was the music they came out to do you remember uh, barely you had to they came to... out to shania twain's i feel like a woman oh that's right that's, that's right what they, they came did. out to so i remember thinking that's like some really interesting music to come out to right yeah and then as they were going, I'm not going to lie, it, it fit. It kind of fit the personality. But I saw the episode, the sitcom episode, where that music came into play. Have you seen it? Uh, I, I haven't seen that episode. I've seen okay. some of the earlier ones. And, uh... it, it's hilarious, man. It is so, so funny. Um, so he's asking me for a passcode. It's weird. It, sh it shouldn't be a passcode. Hmm. Well, he's VIP. He's got to have a passcode. I know, right? So, anyway, you go ahead and talk. I'm going to see if I can uh, fix this real quick. Yeah, well, I'm not VIP. I don't get a passcode. You, <laughs> you just let me in like I'm your Saturday night special or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Now, when you came in, did you have you didn't have to put a code, right? No, I just clicked on the link and I was able to to get in. Yeah, let um, me let me let me send it to him again. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean uh, is he working on a stolen laptop or something? Like, I know, I mean, right, right. <laughs> stealing his neighbor's uh, K, uh, internet. Yeah. It's let's horrible. see if this. Let's see if this works for him. Um, I did add a waiting room to to this meeting room. I don't know if you noticed there was a message in the I waiting. I did. Room. You, I did. And I was like, that's fancy. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, because I figured you know the waiting room is going to be where um our guests are going to come in you know what i'm saying so it's there's only a way that we could do like elevator music <laughs> yeah yeah i know that would be so cool right so uh but anyway um tell us a little bit what did you think about like his wrestling style and stuff like that um it was good it was good um very uh it wasn't comedic even though they their their personalities and their gimmick is very comedic uh -huh. his wrestling itself wasn't comedic Right, 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 right. You and know. he's a definitely solid worker. Yes, definitely solid worker. Definitely all of them. Uh, all of them. All, yeah. Uh, tells a story in the ring. Yes. You know. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, is he coming? Yes, sir. Here you go. We got our guest coming up, ladies and gentlemen. We want to introduce to you. This is El Toxico. 
Mr. Don Rodrigo is in the room. How are you doing, sir? Good, sir. How are you? <laughs> we are great. We are so excited to have yeah. you on the show. I'm telling you, I prepped today by watching a shit ton of y'all's videos. <laughs> and you, you, I was telling Chris before you came in the room, my job, I, uh, I answer phones. I work from home and I answer phones and uh, like a customer service type thing. And there was a couple of times I had to let that phone ring at least four or five times because I could not stop laughing at, at, at some of those episodes. It was hilarious. I am a huge, huge fan of you guys, man. It was, it yes. was awesome. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. So listen, let, let's go ahead and dive right into this. Um, I, I, I want to start, you know, from the obvious first question, which is how long have you been in professional wrestling? How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been in pro wrestling, I want to say eight years, maybe nine years. Uh, I lose count. Um, simply because um, I there was a period where I lived in Houston. I lived in Houston for like three years, and I wasn't doing a ton of wrestling over there um, because Houston is primarily dominated. I would say the Houston area at the time was primarily dominated by Booker T's promotion, uh, ROW. Right. Solid amazing place a lot of really good people come out of there but i wasn't in there or involved so you know um but yeah i think i think about eight eight ish years i would say wow that's a long time you're definitely a vet yeah sure uh that's weird to say but i mean when you look at it okay but i would say that myself along with uh matt matt matthew matt the wrestler uh he's been doing it a little bit longer than i have and we it, it doesn't feel like vets simply because we we just weren't booked as much like we haven't shows we haven't had you know as much opportunities as other people um and so it, it's kind of fun to have all this experience and knowledge but not be able to showcase it yet and so now that people are trying to you know, are getting a taste of us, what we've had for a while. It feels good. Yeah. Um, Chris, do you want to ask a question? Because I'll go right into another one, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So uh, here's what I want to know. Now, I know everybody starts somewhere, right? And before you find your niche and you find your foothold and what you really want to do and everything. Um, and our listeners are, are true wrestling fans. We know about the showmanship and professional wrestling. You know, we're not, we're not, blind to the fact that kayfabe kind of doesn't exist anymore but we we let it exist because that's the fun of it you know what i mean so my next question is this man did you start off as as a face did you start off as a heel i mean how did you evolve to the character you are now uh because now you kind of walk that fine line because because you do some shit that like will make you hate you but you're so damn entertaining that you you got no choice but to love you you know what i'm saying so how did all that happen? So funny. So my trainer uh, is uh, George De La Isla, and he is a Texas legend. If the the best wrestlers in Texas were trained by him, uh, Steve Arino, Ricky Starks, ACH, uh, wow. those types of guys, right? They came out of AAPW. 
And the other head trainer uh, is the current trainer. His name is Ray uh, Campos, is Papadon. And uh, they are wonderful, but they have uh, they have kind of a classic view of wrestling, which is based on race or its characters based on like occupation. I always think of it in terms of uh, you played Street Fighter. So yes. like Street Fighter 2 because every character is from a place and they are a thing, right? And so my classmates were like an Irishman, a, Re a Russian, right? And I was going to be a Native American. They were going to make me uh, some type of racist, whatever, right? Right, um, right. Now, the problem is, is that uh, I'm not Native American. <laughs> um, the other problem is that I feel like that's very limiting in terms of what I can say and what I can do. And uh, it, it's just, it, it's tricky. But I always had this idea of, because the best gimmicks are yourself turned up to 11. They're, they're who you are. And I've always been kind of a little bitch. I've always been kind of... <laughs> 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 and, uh, and so I, I pitched this idea to them. I said, hey, I had this idea. I used to dress like Prince back then. I was like, I had this idea for this like flamboyant, but like, like a, a mean showgirl. And he's like, he's like stabbing people. And he's like just a little like gremlin. I don't know how to explain him. And they were like, no, they were like, no, you know, you're arguing with 70 years of experience and you need to be a Native American. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't want to, but the thing is that you're new when you're new in wrestling, right? You don't, you don't get to say, it. but I, I advocated and they were like, we've seen people try this character before. We've seen people try to be the intelligent, smooth guy and it just doesn't work. Right. And I'm like, well, that's just the thing. It's like, he's, he's not smooth and intelligent. He's trying to be. And so I made a deal with them that, my debut match, I could debut as Don Rodrigo. And my name really is Rodrigo. Like, kayfabe bullshit aside, like, my name is Rodrigo. Right. Don is simply a title you've given in, in Spanish, or it means, like, old man, essentially. Um, and my father, his name is Rodrigo. And I got the idea for the name because when we ordered tacos one time, <laughs> the lady goes, Don Rodrigo? And I was like, ooh, I like. <laughs> so that's that's how i stuck that but we made a deal that essentially i would i can do my character they'll give me a chance uh but if i fail they kill my character and i become a native american right so i'm always risking it for the biscuit i'm always you know let's go i'll do i'll do your deal and it, it worked and it and it was it, it went off really well and i've just slowly over time added pieces to this character i'm like okay he's like what is he right and one day i realized oh he's just toxic <laughs> like <laughs> he's just vile but he's funny and so that's how you walk that line because when you find a character you hate it's hard to hate people. It's really hard to hate people in wrestling. Um, 
you know, it just is. And the funnier you are, the harder it is. So I would say that's how we walk that line is because, um, you know, whatever. And then now that I'm in like a faction, like you can't hate Matthew. Like he's really nice, right? Yeah. But you can hate me. And so it's a, it's a cool like unit that we have. I, I and and I gotta say, man, uh, you guys work. I mean, the three of y'all work so well together. It, it, so when I when we first saw you, I was drawn uh, to you by your charisma, the fact that you were funny as hell. We were just talking about it before you came on. The thing that we remember leaving that night was during your match, the guy was choking you, and you were like, ah, oh, ah, oh, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> we left the show just remembering that. But in all honesty, I hadn't gotten into your videos or anything. So I thought you were the guy. It was just you. you. All the humor and everything was you. Till I started watching those videos and I realized it's the three of you and it's magic. Yes. I got to say, it really is magic. It's great. How did you guys come together? How did that happen? I, uh, I When I was in Houston, I had this idea of a faction because I really love um, Chappelle's show, the Dave Chappelle. And he has this skit uh, called the Player Haters Ball, where it's all these guys dressed in suits and they just are like hateful. And it, it's really funny. Um, and I had always had this idea, but the, the, the woman I was with at the time, she was like, she was like, it's not that funny. Like, it's not like, like, she just she told me it wasn't that funny. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I just kept thinking about it, thinking about it. And then when COVID happened, I moved to San Antonio and she and I broke up. And so I was like, you know what, man? Like, <laughs> I'm just going to wing it, right? I'm going to, because no shows are happening, right? Let me form a group. And the concept originally was we would just sit down and talk shit about the wrestlers. There was no long-winded idea of, of something. It was just going to be three guys talk shit we're never booked and then move on and if you watch the show the first like three episodes i think we go to a format like that but it it just doesn't flow because we say when hating is forced it doesn't come out natural right and uh so i came up with the idea and matthew at the time was known as vega del rio and he had only ever wrestled at school at APW for years. Like as long as I had been traveling, he had just been there and he had been teaching. Mm. Now there's some bad things. Good thing is he's an amazing wrestler. He's probably the best wrestler I know. Um, the bad thing is that he didn't go anywhere. He didn't, he didn't get that, that charisma. He wasn't able to be himself. Like he didn't get that. And then uh, Mel at the time was, known as like K.O. Cox or he had, he had some, he had like 14 different names. They're all fucking. <laughs> and, um, and I pitched it to him. I said, Hey, you know, I have this idea, guys, let's just do this little skit. And I wrote the script out and we filmed it. I think one of, one of my friends from work, I'm a teacher. Um, one of my friends from work, she filmed it, like not really knowing what was happening. And it got really popular. We got about, like 11k views and i i never messed with that before right 
and it was just going to be a one-off thing but it got really popular and so we started talking to promoters like uh san antonio promoters uh dylan dunbar from heavy metal mm. fire pro austin like places we had always wanted to be uh, we're like hey this is really funny right and so uh modesty aside i 100 percent write everything i write everything every line that they say is from me and i i cultivated their characters in a way because i i just enhanced who they are because matthew is genuinely one of the nicest people i know and so that's funny that he's huge and just so kind and always kind right uh mel's black so like it's just yeah <laughs> the three of us i was just like what if what if they lived together and what would they do right and so that that's how that came to be uh and it it just it does work so i have to ask you said you're a teacher are you a drama teacher yep (laughs) well i mean that's nice that's that's awesome because i mean you're using the skills that you already know in doing what you do which is an element of who you are so of course it comes out very very naturally so that's that's amazing um do you have a question chris i've been talking this whole time man get out no i just i'm trying to get my dogs to shut up in the background <laughs> <laughs> they're barking, barking up a storm out there so if i step away it's not because i'm i'm ignoring you it's because i gotta go smack them around a little bit no problem no problem <laughs> so here's so, so now here's what i gotta ask you are the born haters you are obviously haters you know, so do you guys have certain uh, indie stars that you are just like feuding with right now? Or is it just kind of you wherever you go, you find somebody to hate on? And that's pretty much how it is. I mean, how does how does it work for the born haters? Uh, honestly, we get whoever we face for the night is who we hate. We don't uh, there's not really a list of people we act, in all honesty. I'm the only real hater, <laughs> like, because <laughs> Mel's really cool, Matt's lovable, like, nobody really hates anybody. Um, currently, we're feuding uh, with Luigi Primo, the former Inspire Pro champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his band, the fucking cartoon characters, and we just have to beat their ass. Um, <laughs> that I believe August 4th, it's a street fight, It'll, which, that's kind of weird, but... Uh, Mel unfortunately was injured in the last match, and so we have Tire. I don't know if you know Tire. Uh, Tire is going to be standing in uh, for us, uh, so that'll be fun. Um, in terms of people we genuinely dislike, like out outside of kayfabe, there's very few and far between. Um, oh, I hate Hernandez. I don't know if he watches <laughs> that dude. Oh my God, talk about a disappointment of a person. Like really. Oh, Oh yes, yes. Unfortunately, wow. yeah. is it uh, one of the, is it one of those things where he kind of let the the fact that he's actually been on TV and stuff get to his head? It it. I mean, pulling back the curtain a little bit. When I was training, um, Ramel was a referee, and he had refed at RCW, which Hernandez at the time was doing. Um, like booking without being the booker and they were you know i did the shit put the ring together try to get on the show you know young boy shit and romel the idiot 
he Hernandez comes up to us. He goes, "Who the hell is this faggot?" Right? Like he he's saying he's saying the horrible things. But Romel opens his mouth and goes, uh, "This is my friend Rod, and he's a hell of a worker." Oh no! And say that to Hernandez, this vet, this guy, right? Yeah. And so Hernandez goes, "Oh, he's a hell of a worker." Get in the ring right now. Let's see what he can do. And then, and then, so I'm like, okay. And then, so I get in the ring, and he turns to Mel and he pulls off his belt, and he says, "If your guy isn't a hell of a worker, I get to beat your ass." And Mel's like, "Okay, <laughs> like, hey." <laughs> and so now I'm wrestling barefoot for my best friend's life, and. <laughs> And so we just do this practice match. I do this practice match with this former pedophile. Well, he's currently a pedophile, but he's not in the business anymore. And uh, just a quick little whatever. And he says, okay, your boy's good at selling, so I guess he'll be on the show today. And he says, you and you, he points to another, like, trainee. He goes, you two are going to be, like, uh, pre-show, right? Like a pre-show dark match. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, okay, cool. We're not even allowed in the locker room. <laughs> and wow. we're outside. We got changed. And we're just going over our little match. You know, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And then um, free show comes up. And the the radio, the, the sound guy goes, hey, uh, Hernandez uh, moved you guys' match to uh, intermission. Wow. And we're like, okay <laughs> which is weird because i've never seen a match during admission but whatever so intermission comes around and we're like okay 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 then the sound guy comes back and he goes hey uh yeah hernandez um he moved your match to dark main and i'm like what the fuck is dark main that's not yeah. a thing. meaning when the wrestling is done we get to wrestle oh wow but me and my friend are just chilling outside we're like we're not gonna get to wrestle today but then after after the main event, which I believe was it was Al Snow versus Titan, Paul Titan. Uh he's a good dude. He's part of these like oh man, what's their name? They're gonna hate me. They dress like Vikings and they're huge. The pillars. Oh, okay. okay. Um The announcer goes, and now a special dark match. And we go out there, right? So we're going to have like a five-minute whatever. Mm -hmm. And the, most of the crowd's gone home. And while we're wrestling, wrestlers come out in plain clothes and start taking down the ropes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're wrestling. And I literally remember getting thrown to the corner like Beals. And so I'm flying, boom. And I hit, and I see a guy, and he goes, take it off. While he's undoing the turnbuckle. Wow. And, Whoa. Up, and I run to, it was uh, this wrestler, Donnie Giovanni. I run to Donnie and I just go power slam, power slam, power slam. And he power slams me and I go three, 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 count to three. And then so he beats me there, which whatever, I don't care. But I go backstage and one of my very good friends, um, his name is Cody Lane. He is now, uh, He's he's amazing. He's now um, in St. Louis around that area. 
he is huffing and he's moving and he is uh he's like he's got red in the face he's leaving and hernandez is in his face like cussing at him cussing at him cussing at him. this kid's like 18 and uh-huh. and so the kid leaves and i find out that what had happened was hernandez goes backstage and tells everybody to go take the ring apart and everyone's like oh but they're there those two guys are wrestling he goes i don't give a shit and so cody was like hey man that's not cool and hernandez decked him oh yeah and so i got like and so that that guy cody was defending me right and mel because mel's refing mm-hmm. and he defended us uh, i don't know what hernandez deal was like if it was a rib if it was just to be cool but the thing is it's like i'm a hispanic guy mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a Hispanic guy. Yeah. I've for a long time. And he keeps preaching that the business is rough, the business is tough. Guy, like controversial opinion, the business isn't that fucking tough. Okay. <laughs> Wrestling is hard, politics are hard, but people are just assholes. And that dude's still the biggest one I've met. Mm. And um, you know, Cody got decked for defending our honor. And then it was good because like a month later, that thing with uh Brent McKenzie happened where Hernandez got punched. And so it was just desserts. And so it's just hard to admit to yourself that your heroes or the guys you looked up might not be, you know, from that point on, I didn't put anybody on a pedestal. I was like, you know, everybody has the ability to be uh, scummy. So yeah. I'm trying to think if we hate anyone else. Um, Hmm. And there's just guys that annoy us, and we just immediately are like, oh fuck this guy. But, yeah, 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 yeah. So you mentioned heroes. Uh, I gotta ask, who were some of your heroes? Like, who was it that made you want to become a wrestler? Who who was it that you looked up to? Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't learn about Hernandez until I was much older. But when I was younger, my favorite wrestler was Goldust. Nice. Uh, very just heavy. It's not even a competition. I liked. Goldust and I like Mascarita Sangrada, the little midget guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's amazing. Uh, I didn't understand, but you're a little kid, so I'm like, he's a little kid. I didn't understand mm-hmm. like what's happening. Right. I was like, this kid's beating up everybody. Um, but I love Goldust. I thought it was so, he was so different than anybody, and and I didn't have cable when I was younger, so I was just watching like reruns of Heat. You know, shit like that with my dad every now and then. Uh, changing the like cable dials to get the static to kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, barely hit wrestling. And uh, I just remember Goldust. It was Goldust. He was so interesting. And I didn't understand what was happening back then. Like, I didn't understand what he was. But uh, my parents were a little worried <laughs> about <laughs> my favorite wrestler, Goldust. Um, but now he has an academy, uh, the Rhodes Academy in Austin, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is probably a good supplemental place to go. Um, I'm going to check it out. But yeah, no, Goldust. Um, I like Flair. I like Jake. Jake the Snake. Um, is there any other Jake? Um, from Snake? From uh, State Farm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just call my insurance. You're my hero, brother. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, I, I always liked... I just like the ones that you remember because a lot of wrestling is really cool moves 
and I can do really cool moves, but they don't like, it's just not who I am. And I always try to think about who I would choose in a fighting game or who I would remember from that night, because it's all about, it's all about who you remember in a moment, because I tell my students actually, when I'm teaching that our brain remembers in pictures if you watch a play or a movie you can play a scene in your head but you remember the image mm. more so than the dynamic of it and so when i think of wrestling i think oh it's the image of this it's the look of this it's uh you know how a person pre presents themselves more so than the cool flippy shit because that's just for the cool flippy stuff is just for like the couple hundred dudes that watch New Japan and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And they're the loudest on the internet. So you think they're like the whole wrestling base, but they're fucking not. Like I can't do one flip, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> focus on your, your strong points. Yeah. yeah well, I, honestly, we were talking about this earlier in, in the show, how that's one of the things that gets us about uh, AEW. We love AEW right now. It's like, the the show to watch in my opinion even more than wwe but the issue that AEW is having right now is the storytelling they care more about putting in all the flashy moves than they do about slowing down and actually telling a story and i gotta say that is one thing that i do remember from watching your match live you were telling a story with the things you were shouting out with your facial expressions with the selling that you were doing to me that's real professional wrestling and and I love it that you know you're you're doing that because to me that that is what professioning is. It's the essence of professional wrestling storytelling. Definitely. Now, uh, I've asked a couple of other you know wrestlers that we've uh, interviewed on the independent circuit, and uh, I want to ask you. Now, you mentioned, of course, you know, as you were younger, you didn't really have the um, access to cable to watch wrestling as often as you want to, or watch it live anyway. Um, today. As being a professional wrestler, do you watch the product? Do you watch AEW? Do you watch WWE? Uh, this is okay. So no, I don't. Just straight okay. up, I, I don't watch wrestling. Um, because um, multiple reasons. One, I so I don't like sports. I don't watch sports. I don't watch football, basketball, none of it. But I like to play it. Right? Like I like to play it. Um, Mel is an encyclopedia of knowledge of wrestling he watches all the time watches everything and anything um if i were to watch i would watch aew uh simply to support my friends because a lot of my friends who i work with they're, they're on aew and i love that aew gives opportunities um if it was wwe i would watch uh reina reina gonzalez is her name mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've known her since she started she's the only female in wrestling that I think is attractive and um, like, oh, that's not true. There's this girl, uh, the lion girl, Alejandra Lion. Mm. Okay. So beautiful. I lose my goddamn mind around her. You're going to have to look her up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, she's so beautiful. Like, it's absurd how beautiful this woman is to me. Um, maybe I just like deranged women. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't watch wrestling because that's a, a toxical trait. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch wrestling because um, not that it's not great, and I stay current with the times. But I, I don't want to be the next 
this. I want to be the best version of myself. Right. And when you watch AEW or you watch wrestling, you're like, oh, I'm going to remember that move and do it later. Right. And I find that if you if you aren't influenced by anything other than yourself, the you get the most organic version of yourself. That's yeah, that's 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 very good. And and I can definitely see that. Um now having said that, I gotta ask, what is your ultimate dream? Like, is your dream to make it to the big stage of AEW and WWE, or is it just to do what you're doing? But do it all over. I mean, for everybody, it's different. We found out interviewing uh, Phoebe that she just likes what she's doing, you know, doing it how she does it. You know, if she gets to that big stage, it's cool. If not, it's no big deal. She's kind of living her dream now, you know. How about yourself? Uh, fuck Phoebe. I love her. Uh, <laughs> I wrestled one time, like just like in training, and she just she just yanked my ponytail like across the match she's a tough bitch yeah. um anyways uh i think when i was younger uh i wanted to make it to wwe i wanted to make it you know and be like an inspiration and i realize now that no because reality is sinking in right i'm like 29 um i'm not six foot anything uh, I'm not built uh, like the other guys, but it, it's fun to just still do the craft and entertain. I think I would like to get my dream would be to like get on one pay per view. Like <laughs> if AEW does uh, one of those battle royales and I'm on there one time, that's all I want. Right, um, right. Yeah. Want to hit it one time? Hey, I did it. You know, it's good because a lot of. I think a lot of people lose the fact that what we do is is an honor, right? It is an honor to do this stupid thing that no other like no other art form is going to capture this mm. type of storytelling, this type of intensity, this type of humor that it's 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 the last true form of Greek theater. And everyone wants to be all billy badass but you 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 just have to be uh i'm sorry am i still there okay yeah you just have to be, you have to be present and so my idea to get booked was make a stupid sitcom right <laughs> so we're gonna keep doing that and we're gonna keep doing that until we get famous people on there doing stupid shit with us and just keep going i think i think our best bets AEW um and we're gonna see what happens yeah hey well, i'll definitely tune in <laughs> definitely well i think it's interesting in this day and age you know where we are in technology and everything you have the opportunity to expose yourself um in a positive way um uh, expose yourself through social media through you know the the skits that you're doing whereas you know 10 15 years ago that wouldn't have been possible mm-hmm. you know um i wouldn't so- put it past him exposing himself for real though Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> if it gets them on a pay-per-view <laughs> you know so so you said you've been doing this for about eight years give or take a few years uh the time you were in houston but in those eight years have you been injured have you um uh, been hurt in the ring outside the ring training whatever yeah yeah no um my first uh injury was like my fourth match 
and it was at a aapw and it was against ricky starks oh wow and ricky ricky came from aapw and it was a it was kind of a limit test like see where you're at i was not there (laughs) (laughs) um and during the match uh thankfully it got deleted off of youtube thank god but during the match i take a shot because ricky back then was not the ricky now ricky has always excelled at this high 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 level and but back then he was there's nobody like ricky in the business there's nobody who cares about wrestling like ricky and so if you mess up he's upset you get what i'm saying yeah and i messed up like i didn't know the spot or whatever and i got my bell rung and i blacked out i remember the match but you could see in the match that like Ricky, like, it's like I'm sandbagging him, but I'm not there. I'm not conscious, right? Right. I'm on autopilot. And uh, it was scary to have that happen. And then I had it, I had the blackout happen um, when I was in Houston. And it's scary because I wake up in the hospital. I'm like, oh, God, right? Like, what's happening? Um, And then there was a time where uh, I was partially paralyzed. Uh, Just a fat motherfucker who didn't know how to work. He just got me. He gave me a Samoan. He did not know when to quit. And I was just crawling for a while. I had to get like a bunch of shots, a bunch of like, like pop my hip back into place, stuff like that. I've never broken a bone or anything, luckily, uh, knock on wood. But um, yeah, I so I I adapted my style uh, since then because I realized I don't like getting hurt. And uh and i do i do mma i do jujitsu so there's like 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 i don't want to say like i could legitimately kick some of these asses but i could legitimately kick some of these asses. <laughs> and like like and, and that helped me not be scared because yeah. i would get injured, i would be scared and i would be afraid to wrestle and then so i took some time and i started training mma training jujitsu really like learning that so that if I needed to defend myself in the ring, I could. Right. And it gave me a lot of confidence. And so now, um, I don't, I don't wrestle as crazy as one does because, because I don't, I think, I think you have to, you know, take your time and slow things. Cause Ric Flair apparently used to be like a high flyer and then Mm -hmm. he got it. And so he slowed down. And so I'm, I'm taking a page out of that book because you don't have to do a thousand moves. You, you have to do one move really well. Yeah, Cause definitely. Match. It takes one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's where your longevity is going to come in. Because that's the one thing I can tell you, seeing some of these guys, like Darby Allen comes to mind. Thankfully, Darby Allen doesn't wrestle every single week. But at the way that he wrestles, he's going to cut his career so short. You know, if he do, if he were to do that every single week. So, yeah, yeah I think I think you were definitely right about that. And uh and plus you, man, just from what I've seen, you don't need a bunch of different moves. You're entertaining just, you know, with the things that you say and stuff like that. You, you got a real quick wit about you, man. Uh, I think that's, that's just really cool. And that goes that goes to his, you know, his hero, Goldust. Goldust, if you remember, he didn't wrestle an aggressive style. He was entertained with his entrances and his his interactions and, you know, throwing the other his opponents off in the, in the ring and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean... Definitely. That's one thing I, I mentioned to Rob before you came on is, you know, the first time we saw you was back in uh, February at AWP in Uvalde. And um, yeah, your technique was very technical style, but it wasn't 
over the top, you know, mm-hmm. maneuver wise, it was more the, the psychology and storytelling in the ring. Fun little, thank you so much for that. Fun little fact about that match. Uh, the, the gentlemen we faced, the culture shock boys, mm-hmm. uh, they are also from AAPW, mm. the same wrestling school that the three of us are from. So it was right. a very cool kind of like, we're testing these new guys to kind yeah. of see where they are. Um, oh man, what was that? That night was, uh, sorry, I roast shit all the time. And when I was there, I was like, how many fucking video packages are you put goddamn show it was like oh yeah yeah and i'm talking to stupid snake face and i'm like hey i'm like when are we gonna wrestle today wait i was like i could have just sent this shit to you on a youtube clip (laughs) we're just gonna be here like when the fuck does this wrestling happen (laughs) we're gonna gonna see tonight blah 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 i'm like fuck dude and we all were on the card twice that night i believe um because you had, I think it was a male, 5KKKKK, <laughs> uh, wrestled early on. I think you were on the opening matches. And then yourself uh, wrestled, uh, God, what was his name? Oh, I wrestled Pac. You wrestled Pac, yes. Um, Pac Ortega, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we, yeah usually, then, uh, we usually do that. It's usually the two of them paired up and as tag and then me single. But uh, people have bought into the idea of us as trios and so now we usually just take trios matches which is really fun so since you brought up the culture shock boys i have to ask you man uh what's your take on them uh how, especially danny or ryan i want i want to hear your take on, on on them uh they are all the same person to me <laughs> um, <laughs> you're asking for a lot uh they i like I like them. I, I think they're very talented. Um, I think that Daniel Ryan, especially, he is very skilled in wrestling, but he, my personal take, I think he will lose his uh, place if he doesn't really establish himself character wise. Um, it's, being an athletic heel is a dime a dozen. Um, but I can point to his partner, Ollie, and be like, oh, it's the hippie guy, right? right. That guy's he's a hippie guy. And then I can point to the other white one and be like, oh, he's Canadian, right? There's that APW booking right there. They made him a Canadian. Right. <laughs> I, like, I can, I, can, I, can, I can see that. Mr. Orion, I mean, with a name like that, you know what I mean? you got to. You gotta come out in the goddamn spacesuit. You gotta, like, <laughs> yes. Like, um, and that's what I. Everybody, every single person who asks me what should I do in wrestling, I said, you have to get a gimmick, and go a thousand percent with it. Yeah. Um, and it has to be in everything you do, everything you like. If I, when we were training, and I would host class, my classes are always super easy. Because I'm like, we're going to do an easy drill, but you, you're a sushi chef. And they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, you're just a sushi chef. I, I want you to be a sushi chef. So they'll go and they'll shoulder tackle them. And then when they're on the floor, they'll go like on the It's stupid stuff, but it's like you have to. 
the average fan is not going to watch Facebook. They're not going to see the ads. They're not going to care about your video packages. You got to walk out and say, oh, that guy does this. And so for Daniel Ryan, I would say you have to come out and they have to say, oh, there's that guy. This is his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now I gotta say, you know, I, I agree with you. They are talented. I think Danny Ryan's a very talented uh young man. Um still him and I are not meshing. We had a little incident here in my home where he came in. He's a little bitch. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, so who knows what the hell's gonna happen, if that's gonna come to a head or not. I don't know. I do plan on bringing him on the show. And we'll see, you know, if he talks shit, I'm just going to talk shit right back. Bottom line. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, true. listen, we're coming to the tail end of the interview. And I, I, gotta... I, do have, I do have one question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. I do have a question. So you mentioned that you are a teacher. You teach drama class. Um, now, are your students aware of your wrestling? Yeah. No, it's not the. Uh... So I teach theater and theater tech. So a lot of technical aspects. But mm-hmm. when I first meet a batch of students that are freshmen, I immediately go, hey, a couple things about me. I'll do this and this. Oh, I'm also a pro wrestler. Um, and they're always like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. And I just tell them straight up because it's it's stupid to have that like double life and like kind of avoid, you know, because yeah. the situations on the news and stuff like that, they yeah. they come because people are hiding it. Yeah. But no, I'm wrestling. And High schoolers don't really watch wrestling. Fun fact: This isn't the '90s or the early 2000s. Like, I'll have one student that is like, "What?" And they have like, they're super into wrestling, and they'll talk to me about wrestling. But most of them don't care. But it, being upfront about it, um, yeah. What a bunch of losers! <laughs> <laughs> they're all like having sex with women and stuff. And uh, like, uh, I guess that's why we're wrestling fans in school. <laughs> We didn't have that hobby. <laughs> well, listen, uh, we are coming to the tail end of this. So to end this, I want to talk to Don Rodrigo. What do you got coming up? Who are you going to be facing? Whose ass are you going to kick? I mean, I want you, Don Rodrigo, to talk me into coming and see you and why I should be rooting for you. I want to know right now about Don Rodrigo and what he's going to be doing. I highly encourage you to come check out the Inspire Pro TV taping uh, August 4th at the Pinballs Lake Creek. Um, it, I could sit here and just talk about my opponents and talk about you know the match that we are going to have, but I'd rather sell you on the environment of it because it is very it's it's a it's a smaller room and it's very tight and it it feels like old. Oh, I like it. It feels like old PWG because you walk out of the curtain and people are there and they're tapping and it's it's got a big fight feel in a small room and uh, it's 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 really hard, especially in Texas wrestling, to capture cool, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I would say AW is cool, right? Like these new things are cool. Inspire Pro is the cool promotion uh in texas now that heavy metal's gone you know there's some great shit happening up in dallas but right now i would highly encourage you to thursday it's a thursday you you two need to you need to get in your car and go see that show uh you'll see uh myself and my friends uh versus uh versus some really good talent and um the other thing i would like to pitch if i may yes. is 
if you guys watching uh, could check out the Born Haters Facebook page, uh, we have a full season of goofy stuff. Uh, but we are now currently solving mysteries. So this season, <laughs> uh, we are solving mysteries. And actually, our debut, our next episode, uh, next Wednesday on the 27th, uh, we are going to be launching the episode. We we solved the plane ride from hell. So Okay. Yes. Uh, Vince McHenry right. uh, asked us to solve the plane ride from hell. We did it. And... Uh, <laughs> we're going to uh showcase that so you know i i saw that intro man and i was just bro you <laughs> caught me with that intro i freaking loved it i was looking for scooby-doo where's the <laughs> damn dog <laughs> i always say we're scooby-doo but without the chicks <laughs> awesome so it's just us goofing off and jerking around <laughs> that yeah. is awesome yeah. Don Rodrigo, I can't thank you enough for we, coming. We, we can't we thank, can't you, thank enough. you enough. Yes, I'm sorry. We can't <laughs> thank you enough for coming on the program. We definitely have to have you come back. Uh, maybe yeah. one day we can get you to come in in person. We'll feed you. We'll, ha we'll hang out, you know, whatever. But uh, we definitely uh, want to bring you back. We definitely want to come see you live. And I think we just might make that show, man. But thank you so much. Anything yes. you want to say to close it out? Anything at all? Uh. I don't know something. Believe in yourself. I don't know. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so inspirational. <laughs> yeah, so inspirational. I love it. I love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Mr. Sexy himself and Toxico, Don Rodrigo. Man, thank you again so much. We really appreciate your time. Yes. Um, but we will definitely talk to you soon. So thank you. You have a wonderful evening, man. Thank sure. you, brother. Bye, Chris. Bye, Rob. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. That was awesome. That was a great, a freaking great interview, man. It was. It was really good. I mean, uh good good, good hearted gentleman, man. And and the thing I loved about it is that it wasn't and don't get me wrong, I, I love interviewing uh you know, we've interviewed Elijah several times. We've you know ha, had a couple other stupid snake guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but but I gotta tell you, I love the way Don Rodrigo was kind of bringing uh his his what he does for a living he he brought that aspect to it i love how he said that professional wrestling is the modern day greek theater yeah you know i dude he's right you know i mean he's he's something else i'm i'm glad we got to talk to him that this was an awesome interview for sure yeah definitely sure. definitely so well, it's been a great show yes it has been, been a, a great, great show. episode um guys i know this show went kind of long but i'm telling you it was worth it especially to end it on a bang like we did with you Don shouldn't Rodrigo. complain when it goes a little long you know just gotta you don't want it too yes, short you want right. a good, good motion nice good, and good long flow. yeah enjoy it <laughs> yeah so uh but thank you guys for sticking with us the entire show um I, that was awesome man I, I can't wait to bring another star in and, and, and interview him uh i don't know chris i think we might have to make that show too i think so I think yeah so. for sure for sure but anyway let's go ahead and cut this because uh I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go just chill. <laughs> but uh, we just want to say thank you all for listening. Kayfabe Chris, as always, thank you for being with me on this, man. We're, we're having a blast, aren't we? We're having a great time. It's just getting better and better, I'm telling you, each show. So, uh, telling you. But until, until next week, you guys, y'all just stay cool. We love y'all, and we'll see you next week. Later. Yes. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. 
If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.